Hello and welcome to another episode of The Running Sprint. This week we're joined again by Jess Halliday, our most recent interviewee on the main running podcast. Jess, great to have you back. Thank you. Yeah. And Catherine is here as well. Mm-hmm, I am. And we're gonna we're gonna dive straight into it again as as we normally do. And as people will have heard on the main interview, we we went into quite a bit about um, just how you're training in in lockdown at the moment. You know, getting back to things after a knee injury. And I think we probably know the answer to this one already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, and for you, is it training or racing? You know, what what do you get a bigger buzz out of? Well, from my main interview, I'd probably you're all going to think training, but the buzz, you can't beat the buzz of competing, of course. <laughs> so I might, yeah. No, I'm going to say competing. Good. Wow. Correct answer. Just the adrenaline, like it's totally the different pressure that you have on, on those races. Yeah, it's completely different pressure. And like, um, I mean, that's why we do it. That's why we do all the training to be able mm. to then stand on that start line and like feel that adrenaline and like. Yeah, so it's been a bit weird recently. You're kind of getting having to get that adrenaline from, I don't know, playing cards or Yahtzee or <laughs> play Yahtzee. Yeah, like, that was kind of, that was exciting, but <laughs> quite like to get back to orienteering racing. Did, did, you, <laughs> did you find yourself getting overly competitive with the kids? Oh, absolutely. They think I'm hilarious, I think, because I'm like, <laughs> just this like their maths teacher that gets ridiculous. Well, I've been teaching PE and so they know that I get a bit competitive, whether it's a rounders game or whatever, but it's always in good spirits, I think, in a nice way. <laughs> so you're not doing a Boris Johnson shoving the uh, shoving the kid over at an exhibition rugby match? Like no, that's no, not me. No, but I did get a card from uh, from my class, like, thank you so much, Miss Halliday. You always get us so hyped for sport. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I just find it all exciting. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and we spoke a bit about the, the return of orienteering with a possible Tiamila and kind of that, that excitement that you get from the, um, the relay discipline. I think some of the best races you've done in the relays internationally have been first leg. And obviously you mentioned the, uh, the Tiamila fifth place where you were on first leg in Falun. Uh, what leg do you prefer though? Oof, that's a really big question because I love, first, this is going to sound really obvious, but I love first leg if I run well, but also I've done some first <laughs> legs that I've run absolutely appallingly. And then that's the worst thing ever. Um, so the pressure of a first leg, I love a first leg if I'm feeling like, you know, if you're feeling good and like training's mm-hmm. been going well and you can stand on that start line being confident. Otherwise it's the most, I ran, was it last year when I wasn't running so well, I'd kind of had this knee problem and things. And standing on that start line was just the worst thing ever. It was horrible. You know, you've, like I felt like I'd, I was beaten before I'd even started because I was just, oh, yeah, which was also part of the, the mind game. I don't know. I've, I feel like first leg because I've had most of my best runs on the first leg. And then because you then run well, you then get asked to run first leg quite a lot. Um, mm. And then you get to watch the rest of the race as well, which is always really exciting. But I have also wished that I'd been kind of I'd love to be strong enough to be like an anchor leg person. Um, so we'd quite like to have a go at doing a bit more of that. But no, first leg, I remember even at like university, I used to run quite a lot of first legs for Edinburgh Uni and things. So now first is probably my favourite. Does it change much between the big relays or a, th- or a three free leg international relay or still still the same? Um, have you ever done an ungaffled leg actually? Yes, I have actually, Tia Mila, the last couple of years, I've been running the middle leg because they've started ah. for the women having that middle leg as like long but ungaffled. Um, so I've been put on that one a few times. 
being the one that likes doing I like long stuff and that's been it's fun but it's not it's it's not the same it's really not the same at all you know when when you know that everyone's going the same place it's a (laughs) it's so much more about like kind of keeping up but also then trying to break away if you can or like and also because it's in the middle of the re you know it's on third leg it's like actually you just need to not do anything stupid you know Mm -hmm. run well yes if you can get up to the next group wonderful um but not do anything stupid whereas first leg oh i don't know they're they're just the excitement around the first leg but when you say (laughs) kind of international versus club like that's quite different but i still think i i probably still prefer the first leg but it's very very different ball game Mm. um because you know tia mila yukula first leg you know you've got trying to stay calm when there's just so many people you don't want to get too far back at the beginning because then it's very very difficult to catch up so you don't want to be make, the one making the mistake at the beginning but then also you don't want to you know run off harder than what you you know what is kind of physically possible for you um whereas in the international as well it, you know same again you can't be making mistakes at the beginning but it's kind of in it you know in a different you know, the, the forest is still fairly empty. Mm. You know, you don't have very many teams out there. It's, so it feels feels very, very different. But I haven't run I haven't run loads of international, you know, for Britain. Um, so it's quite hard. They're all very, they all kind of stand out as being quite unique and depending what happened on the day. Favourite O location, um, either training or racing. And then I'm going to tag another one onto the back of that, depending on your answer. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to struggle to uh, not say Darnaway. The forest is beautiful and it's also got a lot of wonderful memories for me. And this is just down the road from where my parents live now. So that's uh, handy. handy. (laughs) Very handy. Mm -hmm. So Darnaway is hard to beat. It's so hard to pick them out because then, like, I remember, when was that? A couple of years ago, Switzerland Europeans. Mm. Oh yeah, Ticino. Was that where it was? Oh, I'm hopeless with yeah, these yeah. places. Um, <laughs> the long race, and I didn't race amazingly well. We start, we got bussed up to start quite high up, and you're like mm. actually up in the open, kind of Swiss. Almost felt like you're up in the mountains, you know, kind of high up, and then descended back down through the forest for the finish. I mean, those kind of races are just like, you know, I'm just kind of proud to have experienced. You know, they're just <laughs> incredible, incredible scenery and like different style of orientation you know where it changes from that kind of big root choicey stuff up at the top round the well basically up in the mountains and then coming like crashing down through the forest where it's really suddenly tricky coming down onto things and that was pretty cool and then so my follow-up one based on that because yeah i completely agree that swiss terrain was amazing and just that whole experience in Ticino was just really cool and watching you guys in the arena race up there trying to pick people out on the slopes was very difficult, but really fun to watch. Um, but let's say you're at Darnaway or or in or in Switzerland. What training session you're picking on that terrain for your your kind of go to session for I don't know, prepping for a race or just feeling good and wanting to nail something. I I love for training like for training things and for feeling good and going there. I actually love doing some quite a lot of short short controls where you get mm. that feeling of right. I'm like saying Darnaway terrain especially. Um, so you're kind of your moraine, like fairly detailed, not crazy detail, but fairly detailed. Um, I want to feel like I've gone really smoothly all the way around. So it's like, you know, kind of shorter controls, but you kind of 
really, really in control. And I remember that feeling was ha- what I got then when I um, actually, after the World Champs in Darnaway, I then actually trained there quite a lot before the World Champs in Estonia. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was that oh. kind of marine stuff around there or like in the greener bits of kind of Colbin, Rosal, these things, where I did a lot of trying to do low visibility kind of, but keeping that, keeping that smooth orienteering which I know is not necessarily what you must do like you obviously people can run hard and then stop run hard and stop but to feel really good about yourself um I really like kind of doing a kind of control picky like you know I got through all that without without having to kind of slow down and think you know kind of stop to think um it's that complete like I remember doing this it's gonna sound really weird I remember doing this when I learned when I did my driving test it was literally like you almost like talk to yourself but you're in absolute control it's like right and now i'm going to click the indicator and now i'm going to do this and it's like the same story too it's like, and then you're going to see this hill and then you're going to go round there and back round, and then there'll be the control and then back out and you kind of talk yourself through as you're going to do but i like doing control picks i think uh i know i need to train more on kind of longer legs but in training i can i find that quite hard i lose focus too much um, yeah. Whereas when you do kind of shorter control things, it's like, right, this is just going to be 100% focused, not going to think about anything else at all and just, yeah, run through them. It, I mean, and it's so satisfying when you like nail control after control yeah. after control and a control pick. It's just, you make you feel like you're just best in the world at orienteering because you just nailed them all. Absolutely. And that's the feeling that you want if you're like, you know, yeah. last training for a race or something. You want to have gone through something and just absolutely just nailing everything because then you're like, you know, I'm good. I'm good at this. Like, I can do this. And that's what you want. You don't want to be going into racing. Well, that last training, I kind of got a bit distracted and forgot where I was going and went, you know, that's not good to go into a race with. So, yeah. I feel like you need to do the 100 control race in um, at Tallinn O week one year, Jess. I reckon, I reckon you do well there. Yeah, that'll be good. 12k, 100 controls. It is intense. Wow. Oh, nice. That sounds good. I like the sound of that. Yeah, but very similar. That kind of just rolling moraine style sand dunes and just constant change of direction, tick stuff off. Yeah, no, that does sound like, that sounds like my dream country. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> new, lobby the IOF for a new discipline at World Champs, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then looking back to the uh, to the relays, and you're part of the Swedish club. Is it is it Tiamila for you, or is it Venla? Oh, oh goodness. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a really hard question. I didn't realise how hard a question that'd be. <laughs> I'm kind of going through my mind, there's kind of different things about both of them. I think being part of a Swedish club, Tiamila feels like the big one. But having said that, Tiamila, especially because where I'm living, it's like. I mean, it's not far north, but it's relatively, you know, kind of snow-wise and stuff. The Tiamila has suddenly felt the last couple of years that it's come very, very early. You know, like you still kind of feel like mm. you're just finishing winter training. Mm-hmm. So that's quite tough. Whereas Venno, it's like you've kind of gotten going with orienteering by then. Um, and, you know, getting to travel with your club and it kind of feels quite special. Oh, well, that's not really an answer at all, is it? That no, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon both. I reckon both can, both can be true at the same time, can't they? I've, yeah. had, I've had better memories of Team Miller as well, though. So that's with that one in Farland, especially. So yeah, maybe Team Miller. Oh, fair enough. Um, and then one that I'm going to kind of finish off with two ones that seem to be drawing up a bit of controversy thus far. So we're going to keep them in. <laughs> um, is Emit um, Touch Free or SI Air? 
Now that's also a very good question. <laughs> I started music. I feel like I have to say Emit because um, our uh, club coach, uh, he's uh, does all the Emit here, um, and actually does oh, right. like theatre. Of course, he does all the uh, timing and stuff for like world champs and things when it's Emit. So I feel like I kind of have to say Emit. Um, but it's quite cool. They seem to have this kind of new thing that you. Uh, well, I say new. I don't know how. But like when you have it kind of around you have it around your wrist you know like those ones that we've had before mm-hmm. but now they use like oh i need to ask more questions i don't know exactly <laughs> but it looks like whether it's like an ipad or something that you just kind of read it oh. after. so even like last weekend i was up in sale and it's a place like up in the hills that are quite popular to go on like kind of training and things and then mar uh you know marlon's orientation they've got a really good boys team they set up kind of training there. So it's just like you go and there's like a little hut that you can kind of, is all kind of done on a trust basis. You know, you kind of pay for some maps and things. And then they had like just like this iPad thing sitting there so that, you know, it's like a kind of map of the month kind of thing. You just go in and you can like, like read it out. It suddenly seems to be very simple. Oh, oh wow. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely was an SI person, but now I have to say it's, it's winning me over a little bit maybe. Okay. Well, it's good to have some balance on the podcast. So that's all I can say to Matt because everybody else has gone SI all the way. So thanks for bringing some balance to the podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to be lynched now. <laughs> <laughs> um, could well be. Well, and well, you could be on this final one. So this, I'm always going to include this one. I think now, um, just uh, just for posterity. But do you tape your laces or do you not? I do. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember being taught. Oh, this is awful. Who was this? Was it Head Monroe again? Hmm. Somebody taught me to do like a double. You know. Okay, I don't know how to describe this when talking without a shoelace in front of me. But um, <laughs> it wasn't like a double bow. It was like slightly different. Where you had to put one bow kind of through the thing twice or something, so that you never needed to use tape. So I do that, but then I do then tape as well because <laughs> it's just like I remember my mum saying when we were young. It's just like how ridiculous would it be? for your laces to come undone. You know, if you're having a good race and they come undone, you would just never forgive yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I totally no, agree with you. that's a fair point. I totally agree. Definitely take your laces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, are, well, there are those of us who are too lazy to buy a new roll of tape now that there's a run out. So, uh... Well, no. <laughs> if you have a good method for tying, but can you imagine you're going on for this like, world champs winning race and oh and now he's had to stop for a few times <laughs> I've just been, oh. I think world, at world champs I definitely would I, I could never live that down um or a selection race or something like that but just just on the standard probably wouldn't yeah oh actually well and actually I might throw an extra one in which could be just as controversial do you take do you tape your ankles a lot of people religiously do that and I I never have okay so my ankles have been that's they've held me back can we say well or i've held myself back by not strengthening them enough when i've done things on my ankles and i actually turned my ankle last friday so i'm quite upset about that because i'm all i basically don't over winter i don't when i'm training and then when i come to a race i do take my ankles so that i don't have to think about it because mm-hmm. uh, so otherwise i do find myself kind of watching my feet and kind of where i'm going and i thought i was doing like so well like you know i haven't turned my ankle for ages and then last weekend last friday i turned my ankle a bit so now mm. but i don't 
I don't, I don't think it's very good for your skin, like taping them all the time. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like really, and this isn't in a vain way at all. It just gets really raw and quite painful. Like, oh. uh, but I think it's, I honestly think we should be working to strengthen our ankles. Um, but I think having taped ankles, but you know, if you can tape it well and someone's shown you, like Kim um, Baxter has shown me really well how to, you know, tape, tape an ankle well then actually for races it can be a good you know just one less thing to have to yeah peace of mind as well isn't it yeah yeah because we do get very lucky as oriented i think the lack of injuries that we get during big races when it's so rocky or anything like that underfoot yeah um yeah yeah it's like you say that ultra layer of protection for when you're when you're racing you just don't want to be that person who no jumps the wrong way off a cliff I know, and you can just have, yeah, just one bad moment and then it's, yeah, because it could just be so unpredictable in the terrain and things, so, mm. yeah. Absolutely. Wow, there we go. New, A new question for the list and, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe a new bit of controversy. But, well, that's great, Jess. Thanks for, thanks for joining us again on the run-in and sharing a bit of an insight into you and, yeah, best of luck for what is remaining of the season ahead and hopefully you get to do some races coming up. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you very much.